Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm JJ Hornblast, your host for this edition of the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading automotive lending and leasing news resource. This is our weekly wrap for the week of October 26, 2020. Certainly want to start by thanking our advertisers, Alpha, uh, Auto IMS, DeFi, and FIS for their continuing support. Thank you so much to them. And I am so pleased to be joined by Joey Pizzolatto, uh, our deputy editor, and Amanda Harris, the associate editor of Auto Finance News. Welcome to you both. It is Friday, October 30, 2020. This week, it was the last week of the exhausting, at least for me, presidential election campaign with many Americans, uh, as including some of our colleagues, uh, casting early votes at record levels. U.S. households increased their spending 1.4% in September. That's according to data that was released uh, this morning, actually. This was the fifth straight month of household spending increases as remaining pandemic aid helped boost incomes by 0.9%, disposable incomes. Uh, also yesterday, uh, GDP numbers came out uh, for the third quarter, for the second quarter, excuse me, for the third quarter, sorry. And it showed the economy grew at a record pace last quarter, recovering a good chunk of pandemic losses, but still below where it ended last year. Amazon reported $96.2 billion of revenue for the third quarter. That was a year-over-year -year increase of 37%. Apple this week also reported an all-time high of 585 million paid subscribers or subscriptions for its services last quarter. It, had, it grew that number by 135 million on a year-over-year -year basis. And the company said it should hit 600 million subs paid subscriptions by the end of 2020. And finally, a 45-year-old West Virginia fitness instructor broke a Guinness World Record by completing 34 pull-ups in one minute. She and her husband had been passing the time during the COVID lockdown by completing fitness challenges. Apparently, she was successful. This week saw additional earnings reports from auto finance companies, uh, three notables, and we're gonna talk about them today, Ford, uh, Santander, Consumer USA, and Consumer Portfolio Services. Let's start with Ford, the largest uh, of them. Overall assessment of their earnings. Um, what was the overall assessment of their earnings um, last quarter? Amanda. 
so overall, we kind of saw the same trend that we saw um, in the second quarter, which was the overall Ford Motor Credit performance being kind of propped up by their Ford Credit, um, or Ford Motor Company propped up by Ford Credit in the third quarter as well. Um, and a lot of that was due, of course, you know, there's a lot of pent-up demand. Um, you know, we saw their receivables go up um, from last quarter as well. Um, and then they're still having pretty low, you know, delinquency rates and charge offs and things like that are also helping. Um, so overall, it was, I would say, pretty positive. Um, you know, they aren't doing as many extensions, not having as many requests for extensions. And the ones who, you know, consumers who did have extensions on their loans, 99% um, of those have made at least one payment. Um, so they're not seeing, you know, too many negatives when it comes to, to those as well. Um, so yeah, I think we're starting to see, you know, some, some positives come out of it. Um, but of course, a lot of that is, we had such a crazy last quarter. Obviously, this is like really more just normalizing. Um, so even though it was like a, a really big kind of jump, it was also just kind of getting back to their normal numbers because of all the craziness. Yeah, I thought that the what seemed pretty significant in their numbers, maybe kind of an underlying factor, is the swing in their forecast for used car values versus their actual performance. Um, they had a 700 basis points swing in that. That is like unbelievable. I mean, you're talking about a diametric, um, diametrically opposed uh, result versus the forecast. Um, and that seemed to be, um, that seemed to be a driver uh, of their financial uh, results. What about at uh, Santander Consumer USA? Well, Santander's um, earnings were also positive. Um, decrease in uh, delinquencies, net charge-offs, originations were mostly flat, but they're seeing, um, you know, quite a bit of um, resurgence in their leasing portfolio. Um, one thing uh, to note that came out of uh, the earnings call was that um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, incentives, um, you know, the, the, the very aggressive um, extended term incentives, the cemented um, loans um, that we were seeing uh, to try and drive new vehicle value or new vehicle sales, excuse me, that was actually pushing people out of leasing and into the use uh, or into the retail market. Um, so Santander is now seeing um, pretty substantial growth, um, trying to get back to normative levels. I, it's interesting that you frame it like I mean, you, it, Santander looks like you can you can look at it look at it as a glass half full, glass half empty kind of thing. I mean, last week, and this is something we should probably talk about a little bit too uh, after we get to CPS. But I mean, comparing the numbers this week versus last week, um, I, you know, like I, I think originations flat on a year-over-year -year basis uh, is not that great, is it? You, you know, you make, a, you make a very solid point, right? Like, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's definitely not bad. Correct. Like, um, you know, I will say it's funny that Amanda mentioned, you know, um, it, this quarter feeling like it – like it's just playing catch up from last quarter. You you look at Ally, um, you know, um, 
excuse me, um, who else had, I'm, I'm, my mind isn't working right now. Ally, for example, had huge originations, um, record originations, and it, it, it almost feels like you took last quarter and you just picked it up and you put it in the third quarter and you just combined the two together. Um, right. Well, uh, what about at CPS? So that there, it was a, it was a much greater, um, it seemed like a much more volatile quarter in a way. Uh, with originations up 28% on a quarter-over-quarter quarter basis, but minus 33% on a year-over-year -year basis. I mean, what, what, else would, what else did CPS report for the quarter? Yeah, so CPS also did, um, you know, see an increase in delinquency rates in the third quarter, um, and they did add to provision for credit losses, whereas some of the other lenders that we saw were starting to kind of slow down on adding or even, um, you know, kind of decreased it overall in this mm -hmm. quarter after kind of really bumping it up with the pandemic uncertainty. We saw a lot of them, you know, we were talking about they were upping and upping and upping, um, you know, for months and then they were starting to kind of pull back on that this quarter. Uh, the CPS still seems to be in the position of trying to, you know, prepare for more fallout. Um, that's kind of what I got from it with them increasing their provision and um, they are starting, like I said, see delinquencies and charge off rates, um, you know, kind of go up. So I think they're just kind of seeing what's going to happen there and still kind of being um, a little bit more careful, I guess, with what, what could come. Whereas we're, we're seeing with the bigger ones, they, they saw such good growth that they kind of feel like they have enough to weather any kind of other fallout. Amanda, by how much did the provision for credit losses go up? It went up. 138% from last quarter, and we actually went down on a year-to-year -year basis 62%. So they're still not where they were last year, which is to be expected because last year we weren't in <laughs> this kind of crazy situation. Um, but they did increase it 138% right. from last quarter. So that, that I think, says that they're you know, it's still kind right. of in the prep mode versus. And all this happening while they're uh, fielding an unsolicited acquisition uh, takeover bid from auto experience. Um, so overall uh, sense for like, if you could kind of both of you take a half step back on, on results this week versus last week, your feeling is that um, still some, I mean, we came out of last week feeling you know, pretty positive about the market vis-a-vis um, -vis expectations and all certainly vis-a-vis -vis the, the quarter before, for crying out loud, of course. But, uh, but even it, same sentiments this, this week, I mean, even considering the Auto Finance Summit, um, you know, and uh, last week and, and, and kind of more of that, that cautious optimism, do you still feel that um, in, in these earnings, that same kind of uh, positivity, or, or do you have a different uh, do you have a different take? You know, I would say we're still in the realm of cautious optimism, um, as as Amanda mentioned. For CPS, um, you know, some of these smaller lenders, it might be a little a lot more cautious. Um, mm -hmm. But you know these banks, they have they have other things to fall back on. They have deposits, um, which are which are high, so that helps prop up their performance. And like and like you both mentioned, um, I really believe that used vehicle values are are really kind of propping up expect forecasted expect loss expectations. 
um, in the sense that, you know, recoveries are, are you know, through the roof. Uh, CPS right. had great recovery rates in the third quarter. So I think right. as long as used vehicle values continue to hold uh, their, their, their um, value, um, you know, the, the, the industry will, will continue to, to see positive results. Right. And with that, that uh, estimate for October SAR coming in at 15.7 million, that bodes well for, um, for uh, numbers down the line, I would, I would imagine. Um, so what are we, uh, what's our coverage plan for next week? So next week we have, um, you know, more earnings that we'll be doing. Um, we also have at least, at least one more newsy story to come out of um, our summit session. So we're excited to share um, a little bit more of the tidbits that we got during our session, which went really well. Um, and then we'll just, you know, catch up on earnings and see what else um, will be coming in the market next week. Such as a presidential election. Yeah, Tuesday, I'm gonna go vote again. No, just kidding. I'm not voting again, I already voted. That was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I still haven't voted, so uh, we'll see. We will have, uh, we should note to everyone, we will have uh, election coverage on autofinancenews.net on both Tuesday, at least Tuesday and Wednesday, so you should um, you can check out the site uh, for that, in addition to the coverage that Amanda mentioned. Um, uh, I want to encourage everyone to rate uh, the roadmap wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. And, and of course, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you here and uh, welcoming you as our guest. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again on the roadmap. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.